0: The STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit, start to continue.
1: All right, baby, we're live. Who is? We get into I'm that, not even ready here. Get into that microphone.
0: No. Too busy uh, Instagramming. That's a very manly thing to say. Yeah. Well that's shit I gotta do since you won't participate.
1: Well, that's why you get paid as director of social media.
0: So you manipulate other people to do all of your promotion so for you.
1: Well, exactly a producer, I get other people to do their duties. Who do, right who now, do you Right now my you're duty to... is to shove this freaking little banana muffin of yours into my mouth. You didn't get all of this in?
0: Yeah, people really want to hear you mow down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a little dry? A little bit.
0: Oh. This is this call again, bad, bro. No. <laughs> Do you taste bananas? No. (laughs) Keep talking there. I'm choking. That's a, that's a a pound cake, a miniature pound cake, marble. Uh. Anyways.
1: Uh, I dried up my mouth. hey ho.
0: Uh, I just see on Instagram here, uh. Derek from Two Dorks put up a picture of a map of his where he lives, with all of the uh, yard sales in his neighborhood all pinned, like uh, very conveniently. Come on, really? Yeah, I thought. Of wait, this. he made that map? I don't know. I thought of this like I wish there was an app that did this for me like years ago, and I, I'm not aware of one. Aware of what does this? But
1: yeah, but that's a large area though, right? <laughs>
0: Uh Waterloo Kitchener area and every yard sale has a pin in it. So you can just look at the map and go from place to place, which I got to find out. Uh, Looks like a lot of driving to me. What he uses. Well, it was a bummer today, right? We're We're working now on the weekend. It's the...
1: <coughs>
0: <laughs> you are a monster.
1: <coughs>
0: it's the one Saturday of the month that we're working days, so there's no yard sale possibilities for bad. me. Uh, but boy, there's some signs out this morning when I went to work, oh, 530 in the morning, I saw some signs and I thought for a second, is that, would that be too early just to cruise by and, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they put those out last night. Peek under the tarps maybe, is that, is that bad form?
1: Oh, thanks for that uh, pound cake.
0: Oh, thanks for just taking it on your own without asking.
1: Ugh okay.
0: And just destroying it. Anyways, I I eat
1: that like I eat ass.
0: I got a nice picture of our setup here that's going on the oh uh god. The anyway, it, let's get into it then. The Instagrams.
1: Episode number eighty four.
0: What do you mean? Let's get into it. Does this mean you want to say the intro now?
1: Sure. I kinda like that last episode we got it out of the way. Let's start it. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of STC Pod. Like I said, episode number 84. Just remember to subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. Follow Bill on Twitter at STC Pod. Check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Bookmark our websites, stcpod.com, as well as angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Listen on iTunes under the title search, STC Pod, as well as Transformers and Beer. For all of our episodes, you can find them on Podbean at www.stcpod.podbean.com. And if you're listening to us, check out some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. As always, thanks again to everyone for checking us out every Friday morning, which is when we post our new episodes. And now let's get off the show.
0: Why don't you tell people, like I ask every week, what the show is about and what they can expect uh, in well, this hour. I usually go crazy on the show. Bill tries to be the serious man
1: and sometimes he talks about comedy, which no one gives a shit about. And, uh, that's about it.
0: That's about it. Yeah. Okay. I'll listen to that. <laughs> so what are the, what are they expecting on today's show? Well, <coughs> it's a Tiffany episode. We know that.
1: It is a Tiffany episode. Last episode we had a special guest on, uh, Enzi from leftover bits. Right? Can you put your fucking phone down? Hey, watch the language, dude. I don't care. <laughs> put your phone down.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, you're looking at your phone? Because I got my notes on there. Notes? Yeah, right. We all know Not you don't like to have a, notes a for this show. And twittering
1: around on your phone.
0: Yeah. God damn it. Enzy was uh, was a pleasure. Appreciate him coming on.
1: Yeah, second time on the show was it? Including our. Uh, our Hangout one. Yep. Our original OG Hangout episode. Yep. Always
0: innovators. Yep. Good times. We had good chat. Never duplicators. Talk for a while. Whatever that means. Another longer episode. Yeah, that went almost an hour and a half. Dude, our last, week, we're on a run of uh, pretty happening episodes, I would say. Are you happy with our last like three or four episodes?
1: Yeah, whatever. If You're happy, Sure. As Bill Hangs his head in uh, Frustration Yeah they were good man
0: They were They were good episodes I wish more people Had uh, discovered These last few episodes Get the word out Throw some You got the Facebook Don't you No Put that out somehow My
1: Facebook's family shit We got got
0: Barely go on I can't stand Facebook We got barely any ways To get the word out For our uh, For the show here
1: Word of mouth baby
0: Word of mouth. Okay. Flap those lips of yours. What? <coughs> Flap those lips of yours. Flap those lips. But you don't let me tell anyone about the show. So it's kind of... I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um. Anyways, if you guys have missed the last few episodes, uh, definitely go back, check them out. They've all been grade A, in my opinion. I liked your idea
1: of... Uh, a future upcoming episode, which will <laughs> we'll leave a, we'll leave a mystery for the moment. But you're working something out with someone. What?
0: Well, yeah. Geez, how about that's heavy pre pre promotion you're doing there. As EP, that's what I gotta do. <laughs> this is a, this is a ways off, but you know. And uh, I also liked your other
1: idea of how we get to miss a, a week's record.
0: Maybe. Maybe I'm,
1: I'm liking the idea. We should do that more often. Really? If you want me here every week, I want you on my knob.
0: <laughs> what? What is, is
1: this?
0: Is this what is going on with you? Just figure it what? out, man. Did you write that down? Was this something you're? I'm going to no. say this this week because no. it's so good. <laughs> it's not on my notes here. No, people expect. Uh, uh, a regular schedule from this show, need regular action. Are you feeling overworked?
1: When do I get start getting paid for this?
0: Is there, is there too much on your plate do right you get now? get paid for this? Is there too much? Are you stressed out too many shows?
1: No, well two, two different podcasts I think is enough.
0: Two different podcasts and you're going to co-host a cartridge club podcast. And you've got other podcasts on the burner that'll be uh, announced soon from other networks. So who's who's put it on himself, and yet I take the brunt of it here, huh? Who's who's put that on himself? What does the uh, does your other co-host have to take this stress from you, or is it just me? Do you no, d- tell M all the time? Oh, you know what? I'm seeing you way too often.
1: I see him once a week. <laughs> So maybe that's why that one feels different.
0: <sighs> and plus it just wouldn't be the same. No, it wouldn't be the same. It'd
1: be no. pretty fucking boring.
0: would be boring. We'd miss all the juice that you bring. What did you bring? What kind of juice did you bring to this episode? Nah, I brought the marble loaf that you drove down your throat. Can I have the other one? No. Can I have one? Can you have half of it? <laughs> No. I'm starving. I didn't bring anything today. <laughs> That's not
1: my fault. Anyway, uh, a <clears throat> couple things we, I wanted to bring up on the last episode. You did your thrifting story. You finished off your PlayStation 3 and all that yeah, yeah. shit you sold.
0: Oh, yeah. Yard sailing. And... Yeah.
1: But then I meant to ask you because you were telling me about it before and then I forgot to bring it up. But what was it at? Best Buy? Best Buy's music shop?
0: Uh Yeah, I was in Best Buy. What do you
1: mean music shop? Their CD section?
0: No, no, no. Like, oh, There it is, first one. My Best Buy in Barrie is one of the few Best Buys in Canada that has a full uh, music instrument-like uh, room. Sort of selling oh. guitars and keyboards and Because all the other amps. ones just have
1: it on the shelves, right? Like mine has guitars and crap, but they're just on like the aisle.
0: Oh, do they? It's not a room. Yeah, this has its own kind of area and they have a little stage set up with a drum kit i don't know if they bring accent or whatever but it, they have quite a uh, comprehensive collection of uh, guitars and amps and on the acoustic side they have another room set aside that's uh, you know humidity controlled for just the uh, acoustic guitars and what kind of Best Buy is it? Soundproof, so you can go in there and muck around with the acoustic guitars. Is this a brand new Best Buy? It's it's within five years. Yeah, it's pretty oh. new. I think it was, uh, might have been a pilot Best Buy with this music. Uh, well, it area. makes sense,
1: right? Because they need to,
0: I guess, as their
1: CD, DVD section gets smaller, you know, they want to bring more into the store. So why not take away some core business from, like, places like Long McQuaid and... Yeah. Like, what else could they put in there? Do they still have, like, an appliance section? Is that... Yeah. Or is that more of a future shop Mm. thing? That was more future shop, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. And I don't think that really worked out for them, did it? Yeah, there's still appliances
0: in this Best Buy. Yeah, at the one end. But the music, you Mm. know, they they offer more of the uh, entry-level guitars. There are some high-end stuff, but it's mostly... Uh, we're still talking brand name like Fender, Gibson, Epiphone, but the they were Mexico ones. They yeah, they would offer more of the the Squires or the Epiphones. Mm. Uh,
1: well, that's, that than sounds the right. Because on to be honest with you, I don't think Best Buy is a. It's not a high end store. I think for anything, aside maybe from like televisions. You're not gonna if you're a high end audiophile. I don't think you're gonna go to Best Buy to get your. Your stereo amplifier or anything yeah. like that—it's all, it's all lower end to upper middle, right? And I think that pretty much applies for everything except for like maybe computers or TVs or. If I was a high-end camera guy, I wouldn't be going to Best Buy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all kind of to get you into it, you know, entry level. But they do have some high-end guitars and amps, like they have this spectrum. But m- the majority of the shit is uh, the entry-level stuff to get you into it. Um, But what I saw, this guy was demoing to a couple, and I was kind of off to the side looking at it, kind of caught my eye. Uh, He had a uh, Gibson Les Paul, full on. But the back of the headstock had this business going on back there. You know where the tuning pegs are? You you would call them tuning pegs. I'd call them uh, machine heads. And, uh, Deep Purple? There was, he was like, uh, demoing how this guitar could tune itself.
1: Oh, I've heard of those ones.
0: So it was crazy. I don't know where, like, how, where his, you know, how, where he was telling the guitar how to tune it. Like, there must be some sort of input yeah, it'd be like, somewhere. I'd
1: figure it'd be like a plug in device to it. And then you could say, all right, switch the tuning of, uh, E sharp or something like that or F or something, right? Yeah,
0: that's what he was doing. It was somewhere on the guitar. Wasn't on the it? guitar? Yeah, because this was all built into the guitar. It was all on board. So he'd say, okay, and uh, say you want to go, I don't know what the tuning was set at before, but he says, well, how about I want to go back to standard tuning? I push this, and then I could hear and see all the tuning pegs go, you know, all their servos took off and wound it. And then he says, you got to strum it once, and then the guitar zeroes in on the tuning after hearing itself, and then tightens all the tuning up. And then, oh, but I want to go drop D. He pushes another button or something, and then all the servos went again, and then you strum it, and then it hears it, and it tightens itself up again. Good in
1: a way, but sort of, um, I I hate how they're dumbing down things. It's like, yeah. there's that episode of, uh, shit. What TV show was it? Oh, fuck. It, it was where, um, crap. Some guy, I, don't, I can't remember now if it's a cartoon or a TV show. <clears throat> ah, fuck. Forget it. <laughs> good, <laughs> Jesus. Good, good story, there. Man. That was awesome. But anyway, it was like,
0: uh. Highlight reel.
1: Oh, you know what it was? It was Corner Gas.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. Pull Corner Gas. Everybody out. knows that one.
1: <laughs> uh, where Brent was, uh, the local kids had their own band, and he used to be a band back in the day. And uh, the kid could solo like anything, but Brent couldn't. But in the end, uh, the kid's c- guitar gets out of tune, and he doesn't know how to tune it back up because mm. he doesn't have his tuning device, whereas yeah. Brent could do it like by ear. Yeah. It takes away from... I think the basics that you should have if you're a guitar
0: player. Yeah, I like guess. I can't
1: tune by ear. I can get it close, but it's I'm, I'm never happy with it. Yeah. But I think that's a technique that if you're into guitar and you're a serious guitar player, you should be able to tune by ear like that. I don't mean dropping it down to these off things, but standard E-tuning. Then uh, mm-hmm. I think that should be something you should know. But, but interesting. I wonder what did you get the price on that thing?
0: No. Well, just a Les Paul loan would be in the upper 3000 mark. So no.
1: the higher end ones yeah. Yeah. I'm saying a yeah. regular one though. I'm saying
0: a full on
1: regular Les Paul is not 3000.
0: How much is it? You 22? A,
1: no. Oh, I bought mine um 20 plus years ago. Mhm. And I paid 15.
0: Okay. So, so your point of reference is 20 years high end, old. wasn't the high-end,
1: highest-end uh, Les Paul guitar.
0: Well, this was the full-on. This was full deal with automated tuning, whatever that I means. You think that
1: adds much weight to it, or is it?
0: Uh, no, man. The the servos looked really small in the back, but I couldn't see how he was you know, inputting what he wanted the thing to do. Um, it was pretty cool. I wonder what happens if you ever need to uh, recalibrate that. It'd be so, it'd make, can you calm it down just a little bit? I know you had a full pound cake in about three seconds, but come on, dude. Come on. Pretend this is Transformers and beer where I don't hear any of that. Are you going to do that on the Cartridge Club uh, show? You know, when you put new strings on a guitar, they're constantly stretching for, yeah. you know, this would be cool that you're automatically, your guitar's compensating for that stretching.
1: Mm. Because if you do put new strings on it, would it be one of those things where every time you played it for the first while, you'd have to retune it? Or does it, when it tunes it, does it hold it strong? Probably not, right? I wonder if the servos would slip after a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because uh, it, it's not like the ones where it's got the, uh, uh, the Allen
0: key. Oh, the Floyd or least, Rose uh, system? Yeah, at least as easy. That was shit.
1: How's that shit? It was shit.
0: People didn't like it.
1: Why? I don't know. No good. Well, it's no good if you're always changing the tuning of your guitar, but if you're leaving it and you want it to stay in place all the time.
0: I don't think it worked. I I think that was the issue.
1: Anyways. That's cool. I haven't seen that in a Best Buy before. There you go. Free new
0: guitar. Get that. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm not interested. I remember what was the f- the first uh, tuning when I first tuned a guitar. It was off a uh, you know one of those paper vinyl records, you know the super thin ones. Nope. How old are you? You never had one of those vinyl sheets that was like just a sheet of vinyl. It was like floppy, like a sheet of paper. You put that on your turntable, and it had uh, your tuning notes on it for you. No, I never and had that's- that. That's where you tuned your guitar well
1: in nineteen sixty nine, <laughs>
0: and then, yeah, then you finally got a, a tuner years later, man, that made life easy All right, go Grandpa. ahead,, go ahead, right, sorry, Grandpa. telling stories, people don't like that, speaking of
1: music, and I brought this up, I think well, I'm not. Uh, not per se in the last episode, but I touched on it where I, one of the pickups from my 80s toy show, I picked up, uh, uh, four LPs one of them was, uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. I just happened to watch the, uh, rock and roll hall of fame, 2016 induction. Did you see it? Yeah. There's nobody on there. Sure was man. Yeah. Uh, Chicago was on Steve Miller, <laughs> cheap trick yeah. and, uh, NWA. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So it wasn't too bad. Um, That was Chicago stole the show.
0: No. What did I tell you? You don't bother with bands named after city. I don't like Chicago. If it's got a horn
1: section, it's not a real rock and roll band. Boston. That's what everyone there was saying. It was a rock and roll band. He said, "If you didn't believe it, you're a fuckhead." (laughs)
0: They said that.
1: Kid Rock basically said that. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, Kid Rock. There's your.
1: they got a standing ovation and when they did their two songs, they fucking tore the house down. I saw them in concert once back at, uh, I guess it was when, uh, at Canada's Wonderland when they used to do concerts there.
0: <laughs> you did? Yeah. <laughs> did you blow Chicago? <laughs>
1: they were, uh, they were pretty good. NWA didn't play. That was on purpose. Hmm uh steve miller played two of his songs i've seen him in concert uh he's not the same he was a lot better as a younger you know 20 years ago
0: well he he made some news he was stirring up the dirt at uh, the ceremony even though he performed he was not happy about the whole situation there did you is that part of your notes or Uh, i don't want to step on your story
1: comment about that in his speech but i can't remember what it is off the top of my head
0: yeah like apparently he couldn't get extra tickets for his family but well, uh, could. bandmates couldn't get tickets
1: because uh, when you're there uh, each person gets each person gets two tickets yeah and uh, I think NWA was talking about it um, ice cube was on Stern recently and, and they actually he brought that up they didn't want to perform because of basically the conditions and if you if you wanted to put it on a big show you had to do it all yourself like pay for everything yourself Mm -hmm. and if they wanted to bring extra people uh, they could get an extra table but it would be ten thousand dollars per person per table Hmm. like for a rock and roll hall of fame venue event you would think that you know these guys would. I'm, I'm sure they don't make a lot of money or whatever, but you think they would be able to put on a good show and at least accommodate the people you're inducting, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, they're making boatloads like off if the back if you're end. One of this person,
1: thing. you got your wife, and you probably got one or two kids, right? Mm-hmm. Oh well, I can bring one wife or your wife
0: and one kid. No, I'm pretty sure it was two tickets, as in one for you and one plus one.
1: Oh, even that? Yeah. That's yeah. even shittier. Yeah,
0: it was. He was upset, and he tore into them in the press conference afterwards. But I listened to a bit of his performance. I thought he actually sounded pretty good.
1: No, even when I saw he it, could like, still seen hit him the play notes. twice. Last time was him and Joe Cocker together, and Cocker was the way better performance out of the two. I was actually pretty bored by Steve Miller. And the first time I saw him was again at uh, Canada's Wonderland, and he did a really good job there. But that was, like, obviously over 20 years ago. And then uh, Cheap Trick closed the show, and I thought they were actually pretty horrible, which is unfortunate. Wow. Their lead singer, can st- he can still sing, obviously not as strong as he could back in the day where he I thought he really could hit the notes back. But um, I think, for me, Chicago stole the show. God, they they can still fucking rock out. And I, I don't know
0: mm. who their guitarist is. Fuck, he was good. Isn't rock kind of a oh, and hard... Oh, uh, uh, sorry.
1: Uh, Deep Purple was there too. Oh. Deep Purple opened, I should say. And then it was Chicago. Richie Blackmore wasn't there for Deep Purple, which is a little disappointing. But uh, who's their organist? Is it John Lord? Mm. One of their guys passed away. so I don't know if John Lord was there anymore. Maybe he was. But their organist fucking just wailed on it, man. So he was good and uh Yeah, blown away by Chicago. You should watch it again.
0: Nope.
1: Why not? <laughs> Why sp- I'm not a stupper? Chicago fan.
0: It's too, Do you know, it's too soft it's too soft. It's too too uh
1: And then they listed the amount of awards that these guys and, and sales they've done throughout their career. Like over a
0: hundred million albums sold worldwide. Yeah, they're very broad. They suit a lot of taste. Very contemporary. <laughs> if you're very broad, you're not contemporary. Yeah. You're it's, all categories. Then. No. Yeah. Contemporary.
1: What are you holding in your hand? I'm angry with you at this topic now. <laughs> well. I say it was good. I say you'd check it out. At least watch Deep Purple and Chicago. So that'd be the first two acts. Um, the Kids rock. Kids Rock, or Kids Rock, Kid Rock's, (laughs) uh, actually, no, sorry, Lars Ulrich that did the intro for Deep Purple.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that.
1: And uh, he had a really nice speech, and Kid Rock had a good speech for Chicago. So check out the first two acts anyway. Mm. All right, what are you holding there? Nothing, but I do want to. What are you going to read off of now?
0: I'm not. But your uh, little Hall of Fame chat. Reminded me that uh, this this video game Hall of Fame is now a thing. That's stupid. So they just had their inductees in the last couple of weeks. Do you think, do you think uh, the video game Hall of Fame is something that should be talked about? Or is it like, you These know. These were
1: the first inductees into it?
0: No, it's been going for like two or three years, oh. I guess. Is it like, you know, Stern is upset about the radio hall of fame. Is it the same kind of thing where just someone finally came up with the idea of, Hey, no one's doing this now. Let's have our own hall of fame for this. Or do you think it's legit? Do you think it needs it? No,
1: I don't think it needs it. Um, I like, I like the idea of how they have a video game hall of, or not hall of fame, uh, museum.
0: Well, this is Cause run... Because
1: I just opened up recently, didn't This
0: that's, that's the one that's out west somewhere, right? right that you're talking about because... Uh, what's his face? Toured it, right? Pat? No. <laughs> the uh, no. gaming historian. Well, fuck that Pat guy. Give me a break. He doesn't need any of your... All uh, right, calm down. Anyways, uh, yeah, the gaming historian just toured that one. That's on the west somewhere. Oh, anyways, I this... I haven't seen that one. This museum that backs the Video Game Hall of Fame is like a legit one as well. Really huge. They got lots and lots of stuff. I think it's in, is it Rochester or something? I don't know. I'm off the top of my head here. Nobody goes to Rochester. Anyways, I took a look at this museum the other day on, online. It's massive. They have a massive amount of stuff.
1: Wait, what are we talking about?
0: The, the video, this video game, it's actually a gaming museum, not just video games, but like toys and game museum.
1: So it's not the one the historian went to. No, no. Which one's legit?
0: The, well, they both, <laughs> they both are. The one the historian went to is kind of new. I think hmm. this one I'm talking about is like an actual toy or uh. So what's your question? What? What do you, I didn't give you a question? Yeah, I did. I said, do you think it's uh, legit that the video games should have a Hall of Fame, or do you think that's just a, a money grab?
1: I think everything's a money grab in the end. It's so stupid because it's all subjective. Yeah, you've got obviously the ones that are going to be in there are the big money makers or some of the originals, like you know. Centipede and Donkey Kong and Mario Brothers and Asteroids and you know stuff like that.
0: Well, it's like the public can nominate anybody and then it's put forward to a, a select group of journalists and to come up with the uh the inductees. Like the inductees this year is The Legend of Zelda and Sims and yeah, like, Sonic. Well,
1: why is Zelda not in already?
0: Uh, well, yeah, well, because this thing is,
1: but they're all. Like, it's all, it's, it's, I call it, like, the, the duh vo- uh duh-voit, what the fuck, <laughs> what's going on here, man, I'm fucking stroking out, the, it's the dummy vote, uh, vo- <laughs> <laughs> vote, holy shit, It's in that pound cake you gave me, man, <laughs> um, you know what I mean, it's just the obvious choices, and it's so stupid, it's, it's like, yeah, these ones go in, what are we voting on for, guys, Put them in. No one gives a crap. It's not like it's in uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame or something where stuff is based on, you know, stats and, you know, how long you've been around and what's your average and this or that or what you've done. It's mm. the video game thing is sort of like how did you, what, maybe based on sales, popularity, or maybe how it revolutionized the, uh, the industry in some sort of
0: way. Yeah, I think it's just a way to drive... You oh, uh, care less. It drives content to this museum. Anyways, it's called The Strong. of uh, The Strong. It's the National Museum of Play. It's, it's, what? It's the real deal. The Strong? That's what this museum's called, The Strong. The Strong Museum. I don't like it. Oh. I don't like that name. No, it's kind of weird. Uh, I don't I don't know anything about this place, so there's probably a, st- a story behind it. But it is in uh, Rochester, New York. Like, we could actually get to there. I don't go there. We could actually get to there, no problem. I don't go there. If you look at this place, it's... Is that in Buffalo? Uh, Rochester. I said I said Rochester. Buffalo would be closer to us, yeah. But Rochester's not bad. Uh, Anyways, they have, like, a full pinball uh, section, arcade sections. They got, like, uh, toys. They got everything there, man. looks legit. Anyways, yeah, I think they just conceived of this Video Game Hall of Fame to drive clicks to their museum, and they were smart enough to do it first before anyone else. Whatever. My eyes are rolling over in the back of my head. Yeah, well, let's talk about Chicago some more. Put your shirt down. What else? Wait do you mean,
1: what else? You what want else me to- do
0: you got? Go. Go? Talk. Talk.
1: I was out in Mississauga the other day. What was I out there for? Oh yeah, I had to go pick up something. So I was, uh, I decided to do some thrift stores while I was out there. I was actually looking for this Transformer hobby shop that I bought some things off of uh, I think last year. I couldn't remember where the hell it was, so I was just driving around, hitting up any stores I could find. It is a different world out in Mississauga, but I hit up, I hit up a Value Village, and I think I told you briefly on it. Games were all by the front door, hockey yeah. games and whatnot. Yeah, same as one of the ones by my house. Five ninety nine, six ninety nine for like NHL twelve. It's yeah. fucking
0: stupid. No, that's the one you were saying where all the games were in baggies. No, now.
1: that's a different one. Oh, that's, a different a, one. that's the local one to me. Oh. This was, uh, so I was really disappointed by that. What did I pick up there? Did I get anything? No, I didn't. And then I hit up uh, the Valley Village, one of the ones by my house. And they I went to the back end where the electronics are. And one of the guys was there. He goes, hey, can I help you find anything? And I go, oh, I'm just looking for see if you got any game systems or games or we have just oh, so he says that's all in the cases,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I go, What, what cases? Oh, the ones up by the front because uh, people have been stealing stuff. Mm. So, the only game system that was in the back on the shelf was an Xbox and it said it was clearly labeled uh, only good for parts.
0: Oh, wow, well, at least they did that for 20 bucks. Oh, <laughs> and a ridge. Uh, three sixty. Oh, wow! And then
1: I went, but no, it's just the box itself, nothing. And then I went to the front. They had this one stand-up glass case. They had two Nintendo Wii's in there, uh, complete and everything. Guess the price. Eh,
0: Fifty.
1: Yeah, forty-five.
0: Forty-five.
1: Forty-five. I said.
0: Complete like two controllers, or I couldn't tell it was all bundled together. That's bullshit. Thrift store people, yeah, it was disgusting. I was in, uh, I was in mine, Value Village, and uh, they actually had some games out for a change, and they were uh, all overpriced, but they were moving around the whole section, so there was actual uh, management walking around. And as I, was, as I was going through the games, I opened one up, and sure enough, the disc was missing, and management was right there. So uh, excuse me, do you you work here? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, here, this one's missing a game. Said, oh, yeah, someone probably stole that. I said, just out of curiosity, where do you guys uh, come up with your prices for games? Just curious. She's like, oh, price charter. We price chart everything. I'm like, oh great i have that too uh and these seem to be way more than even the price charting is is it uh you add in extras or it's just like no nope, it's straight price charting whatever they give us that's our price so there you go really off price charters eh? so they are a retail organization retail yeah. prices I'm uh I'm putting a moratorium on going into
1: Value Village and I think everyone else should too. Don't worry, I'm just scratching myself. Oh my god.
0: So, but however, all of their games were overpriced except they had uh, Skyrim there for the PS3 and it was only I think five dollars or five ninety nine and I was using my thirty percent off card anyways, so I got it for under under five bucks in the end. So that one, you know, I think I got a deal on. Whereas everything else, it's way too much. They had PlayStation 1 games there, which you rarely see, but all of them were, it was just too much. I can't get into it for that. It's just, they should be two and three bucks, shouldn't they? Unless it's Final Fantasy or something. Okay, then you can put it up a little bit. You know what? Once they start pricing stuff
1: like that, like through price charter or whatever pricing guides they use, I'm uh, perfectly happy just going to like a, a legitimate brick and mortar yep. game store and paying, you know, a little bit more for something that might be in way better quality too, You right? might not be paying more. You, probably- But just on, pr- on, just on principle, if Value Village is, or whatever it may be, you're a thrift store. You shouldn't be charging premium prices. So if you are, on principle, I'm just not going to buy
0: from you. I hear you. Exactly. If they want to use a price guide and go full-blown retail on video games, then I hope you're offering the same warranty that the video game stores are offering. This game doesn't work, bring it back, and we'll refund you your money. But no, 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 not at Value Village. That's an electronic item, and every electronic item is as-is. So. Isn't it a bit unethical to be charging full-blown retail for it? Yep. You can go off the price guide, but put it by half of what the price guide is because you're a thrift store and you're offering no support to your product. You're a scumbag, thrift store is what you are. At least this new one that opened up in my my town, you know. They're just, this level of games is worth this much, this level of games is worth that much. That's what it should be. Mm-hmm. Luck of the draw, if you get there or not. They might lose a little bit of money on this title, but they may make a little bit of money on this other title. It's just how it works. So, But that day I did come across some stuff. I got that uh, Skyrim. I think that was the only game. No, I had a Halo 3 strategy guide was there for like 4 bucks in the book section, which is pretty rare to find those in Value Village for some reason and then i went to the other place and i got another strategy guide, looked brand new for uh what the hell game was it for do you remember was i there well you look at everything i get don't you i don't pay attention
1: <laughs> <laughs> one thing i picked up recently was a ps2 controller i think for like 499 and a Wii steering wheel and a joystick controller for two ninety nine, and a couple Maxell uh, audio tapes for I think a buck ninety nine, sealed. Just because I love that old vintage artwork with the guy sitting in the chair. Yeah. Wall of wall sound kind of noise. Or picture. But, uh, yeah, I say everyone put a moratorium on this value Village stuff. Unfortunately, there's always going to be the dummies that go there. So they're like, yeah, hopefully everyone stops going. But I, I fucking can't stand the people that I see there.
0: It's such a dirt store. Wow. dirt Dirt people. I'd love to stop, but I can't help myself. Can't help myself. It's the not knowing what's there. And it makes me angry every time I go there, but, you know. Anyways, the other, uh, the other guide I got was for uh, Call of Duty 2, Modern Warfare 2, sorry. And it looked brand new. And it was a dollar, so why not? And uh, this other place, in their glass uh, case, they had all this Star Trek stuff. Like they had five piles of Star Trek stuff. Like binders full of collector cards. In a glass case. Yeah. Like four binders of collector cards. and Filled out to the uh, respect, like on the spine of the binder, the guy w- wrote like this complete, this requires this card and this card, and this one's complete. Four binders of that stuff. A whole stack of books, like coffee table books and that sort of thing. And uh, fan guides and all that. I, I just can't believe someone went through the trouble of collecting all that stuff, and then one day just, get rid of it. Yeah, at least sell it. You could sell it as a lot
1: for like 20 bucks or something, at least, right?
0: Well, I was last because
1: the people from these uh, '80s toy shows or collector cons or whatever, they'll uh, you know, a retailer or a seller there will, will easily buy that up and just put it out. The um, I came across like an entire, I don't know what seasons, maybe the first one or two seasons of uh, Star Trek Generations on VHS. And uh, it was funny cause each tape was, you know, the individual episode. So I was trying to see if they had like encounter at Farpoint, which was the first episode or, you know, some other key ones. They had a couple ones with like Tasha Yar and all that. So I just figured, uh, why am I, there's no point buying it. I just, I'd be buying it for the, the cover artwork mm-hmm. picture. And that's pretty much it. Right. I, I, I can't buy everything.
0: Yeah. I recently came across the VHS set as well of the Ridge Star Trek. They at one point put them out on VHS in nice clamshell VHS yep. cases and all that two episodes of a tape. Like you said, what are you going to, yeah, it's cool. To, oh, look at that. But what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? I can
1: play it, but I just, not that I ever would.
0: Anyways, when I saw all that Star Trek shit, my eyes went wide and I'm like, maybe I can make a deal for the whole lot. And then luckily I stopped myself. And went, what, what am I going to do with this shit? Look at the cards. What am I going to do? No
1: cards are garbage.
0: You know, show them to you and try to trade with you or like, what's the point? Try to rip me off. (laughs) So any, I picked out like two, two of the books in there. One was the tech manual for the, uh, for the enterprise D, which I remember in high school, a buddy of mine had that and I just loved it. I read it cover to cover because it took the science so far in depth. Anything you had a question about how that ship worked? They wrote about it in this tech manual and they wrote it in a way that was completely believable that you could build this and put it together and it would work that way. Mm-hmm. Everything from, you know, the dilithium crystals and the boussard collectors and replicators and yeah. how the sensor array works, deflector shields, which is cool to know the science they were thinking behind it when they reference all that stuff in the show. Like the inertia dampeners are offline, so we got to drop out of warp so you can read about what the inertia dampeners do and why you can't travel at all if those are offline. Cool. You said you had one.
1: I've got the same one. I don't think I've ever really gone through it, though. I don't know. I can't remember where or when I bought it.
0: It's just one of those things where I just bought it and put it away. It's cool, man. It's so in-depth because with that type of show, I guess the writers knew if they just throw something out there on the show... There's a billion nerds that are going to write to them and say you can't do this, can't do that, this will happen, and all that. You know, so they had to back up their fiction with science. Yeah, you're right. Though it is interesting. All that
1: stuff, like I have a couple of something similar to that, but for the world of uh, uh, Dragonlance or stuff like that, where they've got the artwork and character history and where they're from originally, and delving into all that or aspects of magic and whatnot. Yeah, and
0: I bought it and put it away. (laughs) So the other book was about the art of Star Trek. So it had all the illustrated art, uh, like conceptual sketches of when they were trying to figure out what the bridge would look like. And all the different sketch uh, workups of different bridges, including uh, all of the shows, including Voyager and DS9. That would be cool. Yeah, I was really amazed at the work inside of this thing. It's Mm. cool, man. Star Trek. All right. Good memories. (sighs) So I've, uh, back to the music side of things earlier in the month or maybe last month, there was rumors of this mega concert that might be happening. Did you hear anything about that? Never heard of this. There was early just trickles, dribs and drabs of something magical that might be happening in the fall. And then I think earlier in the week, last week, uh, certain artists' Twitter feeds put out a cryptic uh, media file that had like uh, clips of them and then just said October. And then the next day it was announced that this mega concert would be happening in October. It's called the desert trip. It's where Coachella plays nowadays. And uh, it's, it's, it's a lineup of artists that you'll never see again happen. And you haven't seen, you know, back in the old days, you know, we've seen movies and shit and Woodstock, of course, and Altamont, where major acts came together, right, for a festival. But that hasn't happened in a long time. So this is going to happen again. It's a, uh, an entire weekend. Uh, the dream team is the Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, Roger Waters, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, and the Who, all sharing the same bill over the weekend.
1: Hmm.
0: Would I want to see that? Well, wow, we're too old to, to do these weekend festival jobs anymore, are we? No, I just don't have time for it. Um, you could handle well, I've sitting. i Neil in... Young.
1: I've seen the Rolling Stones. Uh, all these acts are obviously past their prime. Wouldn't mind seeing out, seeing the who, I don't know, man, I'm sure they're going to record it and put it out on video. Yeah. So fuck, I'll just buy that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And actually be able to see everybody instead of being like half a kilometer back and not being able to, to. to see or hear anything yeah, properly. Get your
0: hands out of your pants for a little while Just while, fucking we're, stop. while we're talking. Why you looking? Because it's weird. Don't look. Jesus. Next, you're going to be here naked recording. Don't look. <laughs> Where's Coachella?
1: I hate. First off, I hate that name, Coachella. It sounds like a, a fucking chick concert. Like a purse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a purse. Is it not? Yeah. Coachella is like, well, uh, I don't fucking... I can tell you, but it it won't mean anything to us. It's the Empire Polo grounds yeah, in know. Indio, California. Does that nope. mean anything to you? Nope. So, anyways, our West Coast fans, our West Coast listeners, you guys gotta get out to get to this thing in October. You won't see anything like this again. This kind of lineup is not gonna happen. And like even, it's just it's it's legends all getting together. As you're not gonna see that again. Even even like 50 years from now, today's artists getting together will not be as big a deal as this, right? Who cares if Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift well, get together? Well, because these in 30 today's years?
1: artists, one won't even still be singing 30 years from now. And uh, to be honest with you, there's not they're not really special at the moment anyway. It's completely different atmosphere with the music industry there's no longevity for an artist song as it used to be
0: yeah you're
1: not gonna have taylor swift still touring
0: 40 years later like
1: you see the bands do now
0: well you might but it just it won't resonate will it
1: no because our audience is for the younger kids so it'd be like even madonna it's like what are you still out there for your music's horrible all your good stuff was back in the
0: eighties. Well, this is set for October uh, 7th to 9th. And uh, by the time our show comes out here, tickets would have already been on sale though. It's crazy. They announced the show like uh, one day and within five days, tickets go on sale. Like well, you gotta, you gotta know your plans well in advance to get early tickets. Now tickets are not insane. If you break it down to how many acts. Over how many days? Um, reserve ticket prices for all three nights are between 700 and 1600. So if you break it down per night, and you're seeing two giant acts each night, it's not it's not terrible. Actually, it's actually a decent price. Oh, well, I guess that's for the reserve seats, and there's. Uh thirty thousand reserve seats and forty thousand general admission tickets. The general admission is uh four hundred bucks a night. So the GAs are what? All the guys behind the reserve seats, like grass seats kind of thing? Yeah.
1: No seating, just uh <sighs> what a shit show that's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Forget it. Have you been to many general admission shows? Well, just at places like uh you know Wonderland or, uh, the amphitheater or something like that. Right. Or, yeah. but when I, when I go to concerts, I, I tend to buy aside from those places where it's a uh, sloped ground. So wherever you are up there, you got good yeah. line of sight, but if I was in a stadium or, you know, uh, smaller venue where it's, you know, like hockey arenas or whatever, I don't even general admission. I don't even bother unless I'm on the side. I try to usually get to the side of the stage uh a
0: couple rows up. Yeah, I couldn't see you doing general admission. No, ever. I would just get angry. Ever, ever. Have you ever done it? Like no. in that situation. I can't
1: stand people touching me like that.
0: <laughs> touching me like that. Fucking
1: hillbillies yeah. down there and bums and shit. Sit so, down, old chicks
0: dancing. Everyone in general admission is bums and hillbillies? Is that how it works? It's- I, that's not what I said. I've been it?
1: to a couple general admission shows. I, I don't know. It's... Can't fucking see because you're standing up. Give me some nice seats to sit down on where I can see everybody, see the entire stage. I'm not there to see the jerk off in front of me. I want to see the band.
0: <laughs> Anyways, it's interesting. This huge of a bill, right? How, how are they going to uh, make money? The promoter is uh, designing this right now for it to be in the red because they have to pay all the performers as well as to create the stage and the reserve seating area and the logistics is another 35 mil. So like the salary of the performers are around 35 mil and to just put the show on is another 35 mil. Yet if they sell out every ticket, they're only going to make around 50 mil. So they're already in the hole just at the inception of this thing. However, like you said, the entire back end is wide open. DVD sales, swag at the show, food, all that stuff. Advertising. I mean, for them to make money.
1: No, but I mean people paying them to advertise within the venue or
0: whatever around it, right? Yeah, you're right. That would be huge. Yeah, you're right.
1: I think the back end is generally where you do make a lot of your money. For these kind of events nowadays.
0: But even as huge as these artists are, this could be their biggest payday of their entire career, Mm. all in one shot, one weekend. And then, of course, there's always the possibility when they sell out all the tickets this week that they'll go, let's have another weekend. We'll do two weekends in a row. That could be double the... Which, why not? If they already have to make this infrastructure for this giant show, let's leave it for another week and do two weekends of it. With the same artist you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that was the huge news out in the music world. So, that, again, Stones, Paul McCartney, Roger Waters, his Bobness, Neil Young, and The Who.
1: Yeah. You're right. A a double event would probably be the best idea, right? Even if you, you know, the artists play that one weekend, they take off for a week, you fly them back in for the next weekend. Because they're so used to doing what, two or three shows? a night in a row right or like for a weekend already right so this would be like a vacation for them one show one weekend come back next weekend do another show
0: yeah get paid huge i want to call up uh this doesn't list it but they announced uh who the actual lineups are um like i think actually the like neil young is going to be backing up paul mccartney if i remember that right and then he will have his own show as well. Oh, like cool. it's also magical stuff like that will be happening. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I think that'd be more interesting than seeing the individual acts. Yeah. It's not just those acts themselves. You're also going to see this shit where they And then they play all come together. on stage
1: for one, one, big, uh, one big song or two all together at the end.
0: Yeah. You know that's bound to happen. So the first night is Stones and Dylan together. Then the second night is McCartney and Neil Young. And Sunday night is Roger Waters and The Who. So, yeah, to me the real draw is when they get together at the end of the night. And You think those are the right matchups?
1: McCartney and, and Neil Young? I guess so, wouldn't it be? I think so, because I don't think we've seen that before. Waters and the Who, I guess they sort of match up, and then uh, Stones and Dylan. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess those are the best matchups.
0: Well, I mean, like uh, Neil's toured with Bob before, and uh, so I think they wanted to change things up a little yeah. bit too to make it fresh. So, anyways, that's it. That's the exciting thing I have. West Coast people, go and see this. We we'll spend 1,600 video. bucks. Yeah. Well,
1: I think uh, we've hit the mark again, man. Good. I'd just like to leave this show off with one thought. Um, Musty Hobbit does not look good when he doesn't wear his glasses on the YouTube channel. <laughs> what? No, no, come
0: on. No. You can't say that. He's got to wear his glasses. The glasses kind yeah. of adds to your... His whole for, uh, his whole manscaping look. That does it for you, the glasses. Mm-hmm. Are you one of these guys who, you know, when he looks up his porno, he's got to get the porno with the chicks with the glasses, the secretary look, and then they do the business all over the glasses and all that? No, Is I that don't like that. Is that part of your repertoire? No, actually, I don't
1: like the secretary. I don't like it when they act or portray a character.
0: Or they do the sexy nerd thing with the glasses. No, I hate that. I, I yeah. don't
1: like seeing what for the chicks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the chicks. I don't look at the guy stuff, all right.
1: <laughs> uh, no, that doesn't do anything for me.
0: All right, I was just trying to see if where this comes from. I was from, saying
1: whether. you and I were watching one of his videos, and uh, no, nah, he needs the glasses. He
0: needs the glasses,
1: so, <laughs> it's part of his persona, his mystique. Hmm. if he wants to retain the title of uh, best looking guy on the internet in our community. What gotta, if he passed go the glasses, glasses
0: in his hair, no, like on top then of his that's head? A douche. Academic wise. No, that's a douche. Academic look. That's douche. Hmm. All right. So there's Joe's uh, attractiveness tip for the week, I guess. Food for thought guys. Just want to remind
1: everyone to subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, follow on Twitter, doing this off the cuff here, uh, listen to us on iTunes under the title search STC pod, uh, bookmark our websites, and check us out, along with everyone else, at www.cartridgeclub.org.
0: That's good, yeah, and geez, if you made it this far with us this episode, i appreciate every listening ship we get and uh, for a goof why not uh, tell a friend about us and get us out there and uh, don't forget as a goof as well you could uh, look for us on Instagram STC pod hey okay, man uh, I got stay off of my cake I'm having that myself post it and post it I think we're need to be